Nice. All right. Okay, so uh, guys, this is actually take two. <laughs> I had some technical difficulties, and uh, so we were actually gonna, we were actually going to have Zachary uh, Ghostbody Ghostbody and my awesome co-host. We were going to have him do the intro. It's and, lost uh, the time it was now. Funny. It's gone. You, yeah, it's gone. You'll never hear it. You'll never know that it existed except for me just mentioning it. It'll be one of those things like years down the line that like people whisper about in the darkest corners of the internet. Um, and the and then uh, as well. <laughs> And then Adobe will be like, no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Keep it rolling. <laughs> and th- Okay, so uh, I- I'm going to go back and listen to the audio. <laughs> I have to cut this fucking thing. I, I know. You'll find out then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it'll be a, it'll be a surprise. <sighs> um, so the, uh, but. Yeah, so Adobe will track down the files eventually because they back up everything. I'm sure. Yeah. And then they'll be like, they'll be like, oh my god, Ghostbody, what the hell, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of fun, guys. Um, so I'm Devin, and this is uh, and this is uh, my co-host Zachary Ghostbody, Ghostbody. He's with Hello. me, and we are Beetlecast, and we are uh, doing the damn thing today. In, and in comparison to not doing a damn thing for the last few weeks, because life has been, um, as the kids would say, problematic. <laughs> that sounds about right, man. Um, you know, but the thing is, is like, I, I don't know, like I, I see it. I see the challenges as a good thing. Oh, yeah. And I can I can like officially tell you guys like that um, me and Tatiana are doing so much better than we were a few months ago. Like not just like. Not just like in like worldly things, like you know, like money or you know anything like that, but also just like in general, things are looking up so much. And the reason is because it just we just put our heads down and mm-hmm. we're dealing with it. We're dealing with the shit, and um, I'm stoked on it. I'm stoked on it. So that's that's uh great. But um, I kind of actually wanted to uh, start this episode of Beetlecast if uh, if you have no objections, uh, Zachary, to um. I wanted to uh, give a public rest in peace to the wonderful musical artist, the rapper MF Doom, who yeah, passed away. It. Yeah, so Doom passed away, and um, he passed away October 31st, and his family held off on uh, letting everybody know about it. And I assume that the reason is because um, Doom was very secretive, so it would make sense that his family's kind of secretive as well. Or maybe... He died in a way that they just don't feel like is, you know, needs to be public knowledge, like autoerotic asphyxiation or something like that. Like, I, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's always possible. I don't know how Doom died. I hope it wasn't something stupid like yeah. drug. I mean, any, he was like 47. So anyway, he died is pretty much stupid. But yeah. um, he uh, but I, I just mean something stupid that's like easily preventable, like drugs or something like that. Um, yeah. I hope it wasn't that. I feel like it's so, probably something a little bit different than that because it didn't quite seem like the type, especially since he was still doing like public, like not really public appearances, but like kind of like still working and making new music and stuff as far as I knew of around about that time frame. So I don't think they, that that happened, but we maybe one day we'll know. If not, then that'll just be another part of how Doom lived his life and was secretive as all shit. It's true. It's true, and um, it, it fits. <laughs> I was um, I was a uh, so I I really like Doom, and I'm not yeah. just one of those dudes who's like a like a coattail writer who's like, oh, this person died. I really like him. That's not the case at all. Um, I always really liked him, and in fact, I had his entire discography on my old iPod. But um, he's like one of those like Doom's like one of those artists to me that like you you like and you like some songs by and stuff, but you kind of just forget about him. Like he, he, he like. Because you have more flashy artists, like you have like your Eminems and your Dr. Dre's and your Tupac Shakur's and stuff like that, and um, and so that's kind of how like Doom was, and so like when I saw that he died, like I was like, oh my god, I gotta go listen to like Elo Governor, you know what I mean? Like I gotta go listen to like all that stuff, and so I was um, I'm working right now on a Mandalorian costume, and I hadn't really appreciated Doom while he was alive. Like I, I, I put on his um doomsday record while i was working on the mandalorian uh costume that i'm doing and he um that dude is fucking awesome he's very clever very smart and um his his stuff was very good it it had like a distinctive like 
it has doom had like a really distinctive like i never noticed it before but like a distinctive west coast kind of sound to him like he sounded like he could have fit right in there with dre or snoop or whatever which is wild considering that he's from new york if memory serves that's amazing but, he's um, east coast but i mean he sounded west yeah. coast i don't i don't as know far as far as as far as i remember he's east coast but um yeah because i think he is based in new york but um that being said like i've kind of like consistently listened to him through the years like in one form or another and i've been a fan consistently but it's just like i was it was always one of those things where it was like i want to go to a doom concert if doom actually does concerts and um just like well that's not going to happen now but at least at the very least we still have space hose coast to coast what well, Space Hose Coast to Coast. That's one of the songs. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it actually has. Hmm? I can't f- claim an overriding familiarity with him and or his work. I just know what I've heard. Gotcha. Really like, yeah. Um, it's it was one of the clever ones because it actually like had the voices of Space Ghost Brack and the other characters in, from that show in it as well. That's awesome. <laughs> he did a lot of partnerships with like um Adult Swim and um. He he had a very sharp sense of humor when it came to a lot of different styles of rhyming that he did. But uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be missed, and it's going to leave a bit of a hole in the like lyricism department of rap. I mean, don't get me wrong, like Aesop Rock and some of the others that I know that I listen to, um, like Mr. Phantom, Mr. Lift, excuse me, um, Aphrodite, and a couple others. They're going to keep that going, but. Like, he definitely was a very unique character and person inside the world of rap. Like, this is a guy who created another personality, another rapper for himself to battle against himself. So, like, we definitely lost a good one. We definitely lost a good one. So, yeah, rest in peace in that case. Rest in peace, my brother. Well done. And um, once somebody, I don't know if it's something that Doom used to say or not, but somebody who uh, on my Facebook who actually posted about it, they said, uh, rest in villainy. And so yes. if that's something he said, then uh, definitely rest in villainy, Doom. Um, what a fucking, that was, that's dope. I'm going to be, the. It's really it really makes me sad too because it occurred to me that like uh, I was streaming um, Doomsday while working on my stuff and it occurred to me that... Um, you know, his streaming and his revenue probably went up a hundredfold the day oh, that the news broke. You know? Same thing happened with Michael Jackson. It, just, it happens when people die. And um, it's a shame. It's a shame because I think, like, a lot of these artists, it would be better if some of us, like me, appreciated them more while they were living. Um, but, I, I mean, you can, I mean, like, I, I mean, how many times have I listened to the same Watsky album? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you, sometimes it's unfortunate, but it's kind of similar to just how art has a bad tendency to do this too, where in which a person's art isn't really recognized or like acknowledged until they're already dead. And with trying to, you know, like being able to respect art, appreciate art and things of that sort. There's just so much now, especially that's really hard in order to keep up, but also like people, like you can't really necessarily be blamed for going back to something that you know, where in which you can kind of have it as like background music or just something that you enjoy listening to and not always like seeking out whatever is new. Now, like there's an artist that I listen to that's by the name of soul S O L E that, um, he like released a new song. And I was like, what <laughs> my guy i thought you were legit dead <laughs> um but uh like it and it just kind of like popped up i'm just like okay well i'm going to go listen to soul now but it's not but some artists you just don't really think about for a while because like you, there's just so much that you have to list that you can listen to and have to listen to at this point in time it it's not necessarily something that is 100 at fault and like yeah you could have you could have listened to more of them but you still have the music around now that you can listen to yeah you won't hear anything necessarily new from him but i'm willing to bet knowing how he was he probably has like 15 to 30 projects just sitting that can be released by the family at any given time Damn was uh, with mastering he was prolific yes um i remember i mean like i said i i had his catalog um i torrented it sorry i did um mm-hmm. 
back in the <laughs> Different day. Different time. Yeah. Um, I torrented it back in the day, and it was just record upon record upon record. Because there's, like, the popular mm-hmm. ones like Doomsday and all that good stuff. But this, uh, I mean, there's just so many of them. And the outtakes and the B-sides and the live mm-hmm. bootlegs and just, like... For somebody who's just discovering an artist, like, there's just a wealth of stuff. But what's oh, yeah. really sad is when an artist dies, but you're already intimately familiar with everything public that mm-hmm. they ever did. And it's like, well, that sucks. And that's what happened with yeah. Typo Negative, like, you know. You had Typo Negative for that? Me, I had fucking Nuja Bees when that happened. Like, um, I just, oof, that was that was a fucking blow. Okay, so for those who may, or who do, for those who know, you know. But those who don't know, Nuja Bees was a Japanese uh, hip-hop producer that died around about, I want to say 2015, 2014, somewhere around there, at a car, in a car accident. Um... <clears throat> Like, his beats were essentially like, oh, this is lo-fi before lo-fi became really a thing. They were just, like, extremely chill, extremely smooth, and also, like, had a lot of collaborations with different artists like Star and 5Ds and a bunch of different underground, lesser-known artists. And also, um, for those who are fans of anime, he was the one that created um, the theme for Samurai Champloo. Okay. All right. Party on. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, Sorry. definitely. Oh, God, I swear this is going to start turning into the Dead Poet Society sooner than later. <laughs> I got so pissed when I, I wanted to name a band Dead Poet Society, and then I found out there is one. Yeah. That sucks. Dead Poet Society, you guys need to do something, so use your name. Okay? Mm-hmm. I also discovered one. there's somebody else on TikTok, uh, like a 14-year-old girl named Beetle Milk. <laughs> Uh, we, we're, I mean, we're, hey, doing if you care, we're Beetle Milk official on TikTok. Um, I just, I noticed that cause I was looking, cause Rose asked about her TikTok. I, I don't do TikTok, but Rose asked about it and I was like, oh, I'll go track it down. And I went and tracked it down, I typed in Beetle Milk and I have this teenager and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> Fucking hate it when that happens. Um, like there have been so many instances where in which, I've gone to like have to go ahead and take my username or just use the username or something like that, and it's just like, oh great, um, that's already taken. Shit. So now I gotta try and figure out another one. So that's how with my PlayStation username, that's how I ended up with the True Ghost Body instead of just Ghost Body or even True Ghost Body. Because <laughs> people be taken. Hey, y'all need to like, y'all need to like understand. That, like, if you are not worthy of a good name, don't take it, okay? I'm just saying, like, if you're some asshole that's just going to post, you know, stupid pictures of your cat or whatever, your cat is even that cute, my cat's cute, or shut up. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're going to do that, then you're going to, like, name yourself George Lucas. I'm just saying, like, fucking, like, come on, guys. I'm kidding, of course. Choose whatever name you want. I'm totally joking. Um, but at the same time, yeah, so uh, word up to Beetle Milk. Uh, the the person on TikTok uh, hit a brother up if uh, or better yet change your name, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's gonna okay, be some blackmail honestly, up I in think, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly the funniest instance of that for me was um on Twitter because let me um do this because uh, I could have had the opportunity in order to do this because my Twitter is like over ten years old now. Um, but I ended up choosing the name True Ghost Body on there, right? In comparison, I should have just went with Ghost Body because let me get this pull this up real quick. Basically, if you end up typing in the name Ghost Body, you'll see me. Um, for but the person that actually has the name Ghost Body has the fucking like um they joined in like 2016. And the their like overhead name is Trans Ghost Body Pillow. I'm just like, you're doing nothing with your account. It's literally just sitting there. Like you, you've done nothing. You've done literally nothing. You've probably lost. You no, know, it, it says they've had twelve tweets, but they've deleted all of them. Like what? I, what? what? So they just want to be you, bro. Yeah, I'm just. I'm eventually going to like. I, fuck, I, at this point, I'm going to have to fucking make an OnlyFans just to get the fucking name and make sure that I have it. 
I want to know if there's an OnlyFans ghost body. Uh, I want to know. I need to know this because I think. Uh, uh, let me see. Let's see. Let's find. Let's find out. Uh, this is just going to be the most uninteractive episode of BLS ever. I swear. Um. I like the puns that people have been coming out with for OnlyFans. They're like, "Hey, how about a OnlyFans where I just cook called OnlyPans?" Or the one where I cook, uh, I cook something and it's like, or I make something that's like only flans. And I'm just like, this is amazing, dude. Like, or, oh. or one oh. where you get naked and dye your hair and cut it into a Caesar haircut. <laughs> only stands. Uh, I just made oh. that one up. I hope you guys liked it. <laughs> oh, good shit. I actually did think ahead on here and I actually made my own for that. So there it is. So there it is. Ghost Buddies on OnlyFans. How much you charge <laughs> it per month? Motherfucker, I don't have anything on there. And I have nothing that I would put on there that would be actually be interesting to the public. So that's just kind of a, yeah, I'm having this so I can have this fucking name. <laughs> Tatiana actually did that too. She has one, um, but she mm. hasn't done anything with it. But it's just there, just so it's claimed. And um, I mean, like, and also with Tati, the option is always open. And Dev, you need to go ahead and grab your fucking. You need to go ahead and grab yours for um, your uh, Delta Green. <laughs> I do. I need a Delta Green OnlyFans. Um, the uh, I I my my OnlyFans days are probably not going to be happening, but. Still, at the same time, uh, it would have been fun. So everybody out there who is thirsty when it comes to me, and there are people, I don't understand why, but they're out there. Um, if you're if you're thirsty for some Pope action, then uh, you're just going to have to leave it in your dreams. Sorry, guys. <laughs> your memes are dreams. Your dreams, your memes are, dreams. Are, are dead. <laughs> your dreams they, are dead. They, they're, they're just not for you. You don't those, get that. Those dreams, you're going to need to keep your hand out of your pants. I mean, whatever goes on in your head ain't my business. I'm hey, just saying. Hey, like, hey, hey, Dev. I, you're so, uh, if that's the case, then you need to add fuel to that fire and go ahead and set up that OnlyFans and then get on it. No, I'm cool on that. Do co-op um, projects with the Tati. <laughs> I, no, when Tatiana was talking about doing an OnlyFans, like, my, like, um, I was like, okay, you know, like, yeah. you know, I'll take pictures and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll yeah. make it happen, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Baphomet is like seriously messing with me right now. So for those who may have not been around for a little bit, Devin and Tatiana have a cat now. <laughs> and of course, we named him Baphomet. But the thing about Baffy is that we actually, um, his middle name is Levi because um the French occultist Eliphas Levi who, mm-hmm. um, popularized our modern conception of what Baphomet looks like. So Baphomet's a double reference, but. Uh, to normal people who aren't in the posse or don't like know this like side of things, I call him Levi. And so it gets confusing sometimes because mom will be like, how's little Levi? And I'm like, who the fuck is? Oh, yeah, that's right. Levi. (laughs) I didn't. Which kid was that? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's Baphomet. Um, But yeah, that's that's his name. And actually, the cool thing. So his name is Baphomet Levi McRae. And somebody on uh, Facebook or Instagram or something pointed out um, that uh, that's BLM, man. His initials are BLM. So a happy coincidence that we did not know was we didn't go for it. We were that wasn't intentional, but it's a happy side effect. Cool. It is a happy side effect, man. We we definitely support the movement, so it's all good. But hey, um, I don't I don't know, man. I'm I'm actually really stoked. By the way, um, I. Got myself a little present, and I'm excited out of my brain. And this is gonna, this present by itself is gonna tell you just how much of a fucking nerd I am. Oh, you ready? Please try us. I uh, guys, I got, I recently acquired. I talked about it on one of our Beetlecast episodes. I recently acquired a 2020 27 inch 5K iMac. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the slightly upgraded model with like the 3.3 gigahertz i5 and the, uh, and it's got a. It's got the higher upgraded card where it's there's more, you know, on the SSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really nice. It's fucking cool. And the problem with it, though, is it comes with eight gigs of RAM, which is pathetic, Apple. Tim yes. Apple. Okay. <laughs> What's going on, <laughs> Tim Apple? And um, so I got 32 gigs of RAM coming in the mail. Nice. 
Yeah, it's sick. I was going to get a lot more, but I uh, see he's playing with my mic wire and he's driving me up the wall. <laughs> here back a minute. Where's my spray bottle? Oh, boy. You know what? I'll just do this. I'll just do this. I'll just dump some water on him. Oh, there you go. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, well, but um, yeah, I got these. I got this ram coming in, and mm -hmm. I'm stoked. Like I'm stoked because like because I mean, if you're doing productive stuff like this, like recording audio and video and stuff, you you need a lot yeah. of RAM. But this computer is like is like beautiful. I fucking adore it. Um, it's it's second only to my wife. Um, yeah, I'm still in the process of trying to build mine. Um, unfortunately, because of the nature of computer parts and specifically graphics cards. I'm sure everybody that has heard my voice within the last few months has probably gotten tired of me bitching and moaning about this, but it is impossible to find a 3080 right now, uh, um, RTX 3080, and someone says, someone says, we should just get a 3070. What am I, a fucking child? No. Uh, I'm building a new computer. I'm not trying to just upgrade a slightly upgrade an old one. If that was the case, <laughs> then I would probably consider getting a 3060, or maybe even if they become, if they happen, a 3050. Because, you know, whatever, I guess, or 3060 or 3070. But no, I want a 3080, and I'm not going to go pay a 3090 prices. I'm not paying $1,200 for a graphics card. You can fucking forget that. But, and also, I'm not going to pay a scalper price either because they can go fuck themselves. Agreed. But, uh, like, I'm just kind of, like, stuck in that quagmire because I got the, I have the um, CPU. I have the processor for it. Like, I'm good in that respect. And I have to get the other parts as well. But the main thing I want to go ahead and get are the two most expensive parts of the computer, which is the CPU and the graphics card. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's kind of just, I have to wait it out and just eventually try and get one. But there could be another version of that coming out, which would actually be beneficial if that's the case. Because it may be the, um, what is it? The uh, 3080 Super or something like that. Um, we'll see. We'll see, but it's it's still going to be the absolute pain in the ass in order to get anyway because scalpers are going to have their bots ready and fucking um, Best Buy is almost impossible in order to be able to get them through there. Like I'm sure some people have gotten it, but I have not had that luck so far. And what's sad is that I was capable of managing to get a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X in that time frame with minimal issues. <laughs> Yo, Ghost Buddy. Yeah. Pass that Xbox Series X my way, bro. <laughs> you good. You good. <laughs> I'm but, serious. Um, I'm still rocking an Xbox One Generation One. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's kind of rough, my guy. I'm not paying <laughs> scalper prices. Like scalper, oh, like not. seriously, I would rather withhold. I'd rather wait until June or July and pay yeah. normal price for it. Oh yeah. Then like then like feed into this system. Like y'all oh, y'all scalpers can can go just like go fuck yourselves like yeah like it's it's a poor practice however i will say that in me getting that xbox one the xbox series x just by the chance that i did like i was on full my like i'm i don't know if you saw during the holiday season a person posted a tweet saying um i hope the people the adults that are getting these systems feel good about themselves because you feel bad because actually they feel bad because uh they are taking it from some kid and depriving them for like some holiday somebody posted a picture of a grayscale michael jordan that just says fuck them kids <laughs> <laughs> over it and that was full fuck them kids status when i got that system because it was like it was right there it the, the person <laughs> returned the system because they couldn't find someone to pay scalping prices for it they were <laughs> trying to hustle it outside of the store in the process of bringing it in a person said that they tried that they offered it to them for eight hundred dollars for just the system where in which the bundle that they purchased was 750 itself for the system an extra controller and two games <laughs> and they tried to hustle them in order to get uh pay 800 for the system alone are you out your goddamn mind there's people doing it, man. There's people I know. paying this. And there are people who are paying. No, there have been multiple people who have come into my retailer of work choice that have like mentioned that, yeah, I ended up getting the PlayStation and paid like $1,000 for it. I'm like, are you. What? Why? 
Why? Why are you going to pay that much for a system that only has literally two exclusive games? One that is mediocre, Godfall, and the other one that you played 10 years ago, Demon Souls. Why? 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 Guys, just so you are aware, <laughs> you could take that $1,000 and you could seriously go on Craigslist and buy... You could buy four Xbox One Xs and put one in every single room in your house uh, if you got a four-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you could put it in all four corners. Yeah, <laughs> or in the bathroom or something. You can have one in the bathroom. And Xbox is amazing at saving your progress. That's one of my favorite things about Xbox mm-hmm. is that, like, fucking, like, you... Dude, I had games I played on 360 and I bought uh, for mm-hmm. Xbox One and I booted them up and I was right where I left off. Yep. I'm like the the, you having unlimited cloud storage is a fucking blessing on that system. It's amazing. I love it. The only problem is you get to that point and you're like, wait a second, I don't remember how to do anything in this game. Like I gotta go to restart it anyway. (laughs) That's what I did with Red Dead. Um, I got I got Red Dead Redemption two and um because it was on sale and Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember. So I just restarted the whole motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, like it's it's all good you know i got i got 107 hours uh, excuse me sorry i got 48 hours in red dead redemption okay. 2 right now okay so i'm i just restarted yakuza 0 myself and um i'm sitting at like 18 almost 19 hours um but i need to get back to playing cyberpunk um, oh okay we're gonna do a dick measuring contest over game over game hours all right bro i got no, you covered. i've got 15 not, minutes a... <laughs> in final fantasy 7 <laughs> I was like no dick measuring contest. Like honestly, it was just like I was just remembering it because I was literally playing it before I was playing talking with some people. What's earlier. the game that measurable? Okay, so like some games like uh, Skyrim, for example, I've played for countless hours across multiple systems and computers and PC systems. I don't know you, how you've long thrown Todd Howard been. enough money when it comes to that to that game. Yes. Yeah, I bought it three times. Yeah, I <laughs> I I only God knows literally how many hours I have in Skyrim. Um, but like, what's the big, the biggest, the longest you've played a game that's trackable? Mine is The Witcher at 170 hours. Um, mm, honestly, at this point, I'm not even sure because I'm trying to think of one that I did. Um, I think Metal Gear is probably my longest at 106 hours. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, to be exact. Um, which a lot of people are probably like, ugh, Metal Gear Solid 5. No, I've spent a lot of time in that game trying to like get percentage and stuff but i would say that if we remove like time that was just kind of like idling probably about 80 probably about 80 to 90 hours okay the um the other one i might i i don't know my exact hours on right now but i know that i've put eternal amounts of hours i could check on the switch but um mm-hmm. is binding of isaac okay and um speaking of binding of isaac by the way uh for those of you who are keeping track they announced today that the Repentance DLC is coming out um, in March. Okay, so, cool. yeah, I'm dude, I'm excited out of my brains. Uh, Ed McMullen said that shit's as big as a sequel. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, bring on more Isaac. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff I haven't done in Isaac. Like, I still mm-hmm. haven't beat Satan. I still haven't beat Mega Satan. Um, I still haven't beaten Ultra Satan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but i i did i did beat isaac though so there's that so shut the fuck yeah. up all right oh, everybody out there there's people there's people like i i have a friend mm-hmm. and she uh she uh was i was talking to her about binding of isaac one day and she's like oh i love that game i i um, actually listen to let's plays of it while i go to sleep which is a hmm. very interesting choice huh. of, uh, of sleeping stuff yeah but, yo you do you but that is interesting huh. yeah that's, that's, that's something it's something but i um i was like oh i beat that game and she was like really she was huh. like you beat satan i was like satan's in the game <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute Cause Hold on. I, I beat isaac and i thought that because i i the thing is is i wanted the isaac with d6 mm-hmm. and um so to get that power up you have to beat uh isaac as um you have to beat him as the blue baby. Right. And the blue baby is just like a horrible character. It's one of the hardest characters. It's like one of the hardest characters to play because you can't pick up red hearts. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And his stats are super low. And it and took did me it. <laughs> like 80 fucking runs. Yeah. And then you know what I did? I fucking got up. I beat it. I saw the end with blue baby winning. 
I got up. I put the game down for six months. I was like, I'm yeah. fucking isaac out for I'm now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, bro. But then I just went turn around and picked it. It's like, okay, all right, all right. New question. New question. Mm-hmm. So, um, I uh, I think that we all have games that we just continuously go back to, mm-hmm. right? So for a lot of us, Skyrim would count as one of those games, right? We we all mm-hmm. kind of go back to Skyrim. Um, but the games that I always go back to is Binding of Isaac. And um, I occasionally go back to the Neverhood, although computers more and more can't really run it because it came out in 1995. Um, but Isaac's really in Dwarf Fortress. So Isaac and Dwarf Fortress are games that I go back to a lot in StarCraft. Okay. Um, what are yours, man? Um, okay, let's see. Um, this one was generic, but Tetris but right now specifically Tetris Effect because I'm not going to lie when I got my Xbox Series X one of the I think actually the first game that wasn't already on my external hard drive that I downloaded to that system was Tetris Effect Connected <laughs> okay um let's see uh going back to wise I would say Def Jam Fight for New York um let's see Tekken which is a given um and as for the odd pick, Honey Pop. A yes, I'm I'm I, I can see your question mark right now over your head. Honey <laughs> yeah. Pop is a match three hentai game that is available for the PC. A sequel is oh, coming at some point. And I just like match three games, but that one's just kinda like, oh, this one's actually really fun. And I have to do this in like a certain amount of measures and stuff like that, and it's better than fucking candy crush any day of the week. Fuck that noise. But um like that's one of them, and let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? What else? I'm going back to whenever I'm not really having to think about anything. Um, I think some. No, I don't really play any of the old WWE games anymore, so I can't really say that. Um, there's like one other that I'll just like go back and just kind of like mindlessly play. Oh, EDF Earth Defense Force. <laughs> Once again, another question mark. All right. So remember those, remember really cheesy, like 70s and 60s, like giant, like creature movies? Of course. Not kaiju, not quite kaiju, but like giant insect movies? Yes. It's that. (laughs) It is that in a game. You are playing as a member of the Earth Defense Force fighting against alien giant space insects. (laughs) <laughs> I've I've definitely seen Starship Troopers. Like, I, yes, it is. It's, it's Starship Troopers in the eyes of the Japanese, and entirely and utterly wacky. Like the voice acting is is terrible. At first, it wasn't intentional, but then it actually just became intentional. The games do not look the best. Like, graphically speaking, they're part of the originally part of the what's called the Simple Two Thousand series, which were like a whole bunch of like really cheap budget games, but the franchise just kept going on. Um. And also, it's just, like, a really fun to play in order to not have to really think about anything while playing. Because you're literally running and shooting the entire time. Unless, if you play as one of the other classes in it, you have to think a little bit more. But you still, brain, big brain shut off. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's take a trip down memory lane real quick. Oh, dear. (laughs) Not too long ago, on Beetlecast, I had a conversation with Zach. And what we were talking about was music that we liked. And so I'm like, yo, I like like Green Day and Typo Negative and like Katy Perry. And he's like, and Zach's like, I like insert obscure artist that nobody's ever heard of here. Okay. I'm going to put beeps on that, by the way. Um, then I'm like, okay, well, what games do you go back to? Devin's like fucking Skyrim, guys. I go back to Skyrim. Fucking Zach's like insert games that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not a that much of a backpacker, my guy. <laughs> Could have fooled me, man. <laughs> but uh, Zach's like, okay. I know about games that not a lot of people know about. Hey, you know, have you ever played this game that only had a limited two-week release in Japan before every copy exploded? <laughs> I beat it twice and got all the achievements. <laughs> and own it, and I do have it in my collection, and that's called fucking Rule of Rose. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh god! Oh, I have to actually played on stream at some point. Um, uh, Listen, uh, I, 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 uh, I kind of chilled on Ghostbody streams. Twitch.tv/slash Ghostbody. 
Um, I chilled on him when my dude was playing some Japanese game where fucking like you're like a little fairy and you're like looking up like gun gun pixies. <laughs> I was fucking. like, dude, what the <sighs> fuck? What the hell are you doing? Like, come on, man. I mean, it, like, guys, you gotta, you gotta understand that, like, Zach, Zach, uh, he's a member of Beetle Milk. He's a member of the crew and stuff. Um, but I have no control over any of this, and I don't nope. try to. So, nope. uh, so like when he plays some freaky shit like that, just please know that it's not my job to co-sign or not co-sign on his stream. <laughs> okay, like that's that's his that's his deal. All right. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with playing oh, games of course not. like like that. Uh, that's perfectly fine. But uh, if I would ever do it in public, I I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I, it's like yeah. it's like watching the sex scenes in The Witcher in front of a live studio audience. Like it's just like, why? Yeah. The you know the sad thing is I have actually played worse on stream in comparison to that. So like this is that that's that's not high bar. That like high bar I think was actually okay, so I played that Japanese game, Loli Loli Bestiality. Ah! No. I'm like, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing like the anime check, um, the anime check like peace sign. This cock oh slightly sideways, like, or maybe, like, over my eyes right now. I'm doing that, too, right? I'm so. sure, hey, for the OnlyFans people that want the idea of this, I'm sure he has his tongue stuck out at the same time. But, <laughs> what, um, the, okay, so this one, um, I swear, if I actually had a legitimate audience, then this would have gotten me in so much shit. Alright, so I ended up, um, playing a game on Steam called Fight, what was it Fight Angel, um, Special Edition? Now, I was just, like, going through some random shit and just kind of like, okay, what type of, like, cheap-ass fighting games do I see on here that look like they could be kind of interesting? Okay, this one seems kind of dumb. Like, sure, let's go ahead and do this. Ghost did not pay attention to the tags that were on that game. Started playing it on stream. We were just, like, me and some people were just hanging out, and there's me and some of the friends, like Tiny Virgo and some others. Um, and, like, I was playing the game, fighting, and there's, like, clothing damage. Okay, whatever. It's not really that big of a deal. Dead or Alive has clothing damage for certain outfits, so it shouldn't be that big of a thing. Cool, 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 cool. Starts fighting a little bit more. Oh, that's... That's a titty. Huh. Um... Stream over. I'm going to play nope. this by myself. <laughs> going to keep going. Going to keep going. Because it's like, let's see how much this... Let's see how far this goes. Let's see how far this fucking rabbit hole goes. Me oh my gosh, she's getting fire. fucked by continuously. tentacles. <laughs> no, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but continuously fighting, continuously playing. And then um, the lower clothing shredded and the uh, vagina was fully on view. And it's like, oh, well, okay. Now I need to go ahead and turn this off. <laughs> We now see the stink and the pink. All right. We, we now we have we have reached the peak. There is nothing else to see here. We are ending this game right now. And Bruh. Zach got a hundred percent achievements on it, and it's actually his longest played game at yeah. two hundred and fifty hours. <laughs> and nowhere change. near. But I will say that, um, like for it to be like a really kind of like cheaply made fighting game, and it's janky as all shit. It's kind of entertaining to play, not not accounting for the nudity factor, um, just because like you can kind of like practice bad situation tattoos and some other shit on there. So me taking me taking a porn game as a learning opportunity to fight, but um, yeah, that was that was a moment that I am kind of like. I think I ended up scrubbing the file for that one, so that one doesn't exist on the channel anymore. But um yeah that was that was an interesting night <laughs> and like all of maybe like five people know what happened that day <laughs> except now but yeah, um it's, it's not like dark. twitch can come back in order to get me on it anyway because i was over a year ago bitches <laughs> yes yeah, son punk asses you know twitch has it but but you know it's all right um the uh i mean i don't know like i've always found stuff like that i don't know why mm -hmm. Braylon makes fun of me for it all the time because like um I uh, like when I played The Witcher. It's just the best example I have on hand. Mm -hmm. no, no, when, that's I, when I played The Witcher three, I skipped the sex scenes because mm -hmm. I just I think it's really awkward. Like or like yeah. in Grand Theft Auto when they like make you go to the strip club or whatever. Um, it's just like awkward pixelated boobs. Just like are so fucking weird and awkward, and I don't get it. I understand and that. and um, 
<laughs> so it's I don't know I just I don't like it but it's even even more subtle stuff like for example um Alice Madness Returns which is one of my very favorite games actually I wanted to bring that up because I'm playing that on stream now <laughs> all right it's a great game yes. absolutely yes. wonderful game um yeah Zach have you ever beat Alice Madness Returns oh yeah yeah um I've beaten the original game and beat Alice Madness Returns mm-hmm. cool so the whole thing behind Alice Madness Returns, spoiler hey, well, well, alert, hey, well, spoiler, 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 spoiler. There's spoilers <laughs> follow. The whole theme behind it is that Alice was molested by her psychiatrist. And um, so that is fine and good and whatever. But the thing is, is that like the entire time, like if you watch gameplay of it or you play it, which I advise everybody plays it because it's wonderful. It's like Alice is like this weird like there's this weird balance between her being like seen as like a like a like a shasta kind of like um you know younger adult woman and just like kind of that kind of but then going straight into slutty alice stripper you know mode and so like when you're flying and like you see straight up her skirt and it's just like why give the girl some tights like is it that difficult like give the girl some fuck it like like, and the thing is, is like, okay, if you're going to sexualize Alice, like a million people have done in a million different stories. And hell, they even say the original author was um, of Alice of uh, Through the Looking Glass and all that stuff. Uh, that's debated, but they do say that, that Lewis Carroll uh, was into that kind of life. Um, then if you're going to do that, then don't make the entire story about her dealing with sexual trauma. Cause it's like it's like sexualizing somebody who's gone through sexual trauma, and that to me is really icky, you know. Like I love American McGee and I love the game, but that to me is icky, and I always feel really weird when I'm playing it. And I've got this hypersexualized, very pretty uh, girl, and I know the ending, you know. And I'm just mm-hmm. like she's on the screen, and I'm just like this is really it's really icky. Like I I don't know I didn't. And it hasn't deterred me from playing it. I still play it every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it, and I think it's a beautiful, well put together game, especially for its time. Yeah, and like also like when I purchased it like this week, um, it was only like five bucks as well. So yeah, it was definitely worthwhile in order to go ahead and pick that one up, especially since physical copies of that cost about forty dollars. But uh, yeah, well, so jokes on you. It's on EA Play, which is now a part of Game Pass. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I just went ahead and purchased it anyway because I have Game Pass. I just went ahead and purchased it anyway because I just wanted it to be permanent inside of the um, inside of my log. But um, yeah, I can definitely understand that. And like, so I'll roll that back a little bit. So yeah, um, while digital while digital titties not necessarily do anything for me, yo, shout out Studio Foul. Um, <clears throat> but even though it doesn't necessarily do one hundred percent anything for me in this case, we're just gonna go with that for the sake of this show. Um, it's kind of just like they just kind of exist. They're just kind of there, and I can get how. Um, that like is not is not for everybody like i can see a scene that like somebody decided to take a character from a game that i play like i don't know i'm probably using dead or alive example and then putting them in far worse situations than what they were before due to source filmmaker um and like for some people it definitely works for other people it doesn't and other people it just makes them entirely feel awkward like i can understand i can definitely understand that um <clears throat> And as for, like, Alice, yeah, um, that was, with the time and the way that they were kind of working with the ideas of trauma and PTSD and things of that sort, especially the time period that the game takes place in, it kind of makes sense the way they went about it. But the problem is that this is, even though it is a product that was made based in a certain time frame, it's still a product that was made in the, in the 2010s and <laughs> like, yeah. early 2000s, considering the original. Um, and it, American McGee tried at least, but yeah, there was going to be some sexualization that was going to happen to that character one way or the other anyway. And there was no way to get around that. Like, especially after the first one, the first game wasn't really that bad because it was like fully polygonal and blocky and yeah, weak. Yeah. Um, I played it. But, I couldn't get through it. I just I tried because it, yeah, it comes it, free with uh, Madness Returns. I just right. couldn't do it. 
part of the issue is that it was made for a WASD setup and for um, keyboard and mouse, and the controls don't don't they don't translate very well. But anyway, um, I digress. Um, but with creating that sexual image of that character, I can understand how that would make a person feel a little awkward and feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, it, it's <laughs> once again like the way that they went about it. It was it works from a storytelling perspective. But gameplay story segregation is always a thing, and when you can kind of unlock some of those special outfits for her, uh, it's like non-canon adventure. In comparison to someone, say, like, Blood Rain, um, where in which, like, she is intended for that purpose, but is also created as a strong character that doesn't have any of that trauma beforehand, except for being turned into a vampire by a douchebag. Um... And, I mean, I'm not saying every situation yeah. where a woman oh, of course is sexualized not. in it. Oh, no, you know, no, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying yeah. comparison sake, comparison sake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just, it was odd to me. But, um, you know, guys, I'll tell you why that, uh, why sex in games specifically is just something I don't enjoy or care about. Um, because I, um, I have a very vivid imagination. And so you might think that's a good thing in this scenario, but actually it's a bad thing. And the reason is because of Doug Cockle. Okay. Now, uh, Doug Cockle is not a name that is uh, very familiar to a lot of people. But uh, Doug Cockle is, um, you might know him as Geralt of Rivia. Okay. He is the voice actor behind Geralt of Rivia. And he's absolutely wonderful. He's just great. So when you've seen those sex scenes, like you just got to imagine Doug Cockle. Go Google him. He's I mean, he doesn't look anything like Geralt. You got to imagine that he's just in there like <clears throat> in the vocal booth, <clears throat> and they're like, no, no, Doug, you're thrusting, you're thrusting. Okay, <clears throat> and it's just like the most. I can't do it, guys. I can't. It's so, just, I can't, I can't so, take it seriously, man. <laughs> like, so what's great is um, I've actually got to like listen in to like some uh, studio recordings of a hint of adult um actress like adult voice actresses and voice actors. It is a whole different world, man. Like, it is honestly, it is. It's it, that was an experience <laughs> and. Like getting to see them and getting to see them do their work and stuff like that, like it's, oh, like I do, I do not envy them at all. Like I can appreciate that art, but having that imagination and knowing what the person looks like versus the character that they're making the voice for, yeah, that's that that can in that can be kind of rough. It 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 is it ruins the illusion. But I mean, like uh, another one that I saw the voice actor for not too long ago was uh, Arthur from Red Dead. Mm-hmm. And the guy that does Arthur, like does his voice, is um, I mean he's just such a normal looking dude. Mm-hmm. Like he just looks like the dude standing behind you at Starbucks, and it turns out that he voiced what is going to be one of the most iconic characters in gaming going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, but that's the beauty of voice acting too, is that people can, you know, they're not they're not constrained by the way the person looks. They can, you know, um, it's however. Really weird. There is one that I was just like every time I end up hearing the voice difference, the see, hearing the voice and seeing the face, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I can see this. Read it, boy. Fucking Kratos. Like, well, Kratos. I mean, Kratos' voice actor is, is black. yes, yes, um, and very, very, very awesome. Like, very yes. talented. I saw. I did actually watch some footage of like them reading, and mm-hmm. um, also, of course, Kratos does dad jokes. I saw that too. Yes. And um, he's, but he's dope. But th- I, that's another thing that I think is really funny too. Have we talked about it on Beetlecast? Um, mm. The propensity of using black voices for white people? Uh, not really. We haven't, we, I don't think we've really talked about I, that. Actually. I think I might have talked about it with Braylon maybe. Um, but uh, I find it fascinating. So you have Kratos, right? Of, who's mm-hmm. voiced by a black guy. Um, two, actually, they changed him out for four. Right. And then um, you have Darth Vader, who is, of course, voiced by James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have all these dudes and there's more. I know for a fact um, oh, I'm yeah. just having a hard time remembering off the top of my head. But like you have all these dudes and it's like they're 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 ostensibly white people when they're voiced by black people. It's just like basically. And also when it comes to voice acting, when it comes to that name, a character, throw in Phil Lamar. <laughs> 
What do you mean? Um, Phil Lamar is a very prolific voice actor. Um, you also may know him as I believe his name was Marvin in um Pulp Fiction. The guy got shot in the face. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, he did voice. He does voice acting, um, for a shit ton of different like um a shit ton of different games shows things of that sort he does tend to show up often as black characters which is really nice but there's a lot of like side jobs and side characters that he's shown up as that are that's him but are like entirely race swapped or just like white or insert a race here he's probably played that character before that well that actually was is very interesting um it was brought up in big mouth do you watch big mouth Oh, a little bit. Um, are you talking about the code switch, or are you talking about something else? <laughs> no, no. And so in Big Mouth, what happens is uh, in the newest season, mm-hmm. there's a part where um, the the little black girl, what's her name? I forget her name off the top of my head. Um, but she's hanging out with her cousins, <clears throat> and you know the little black girl in that show is like nerdy, and she's like super like into like mm-hmm. you know like learning and books and stuff. And so she goes and visits her cousins, who are like super like I guess like stereotypical kind of like ghetto and like. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, right? And then it's later revealed in the show that they're not as like they're not as stereotypical as they seem, but um, that's how they're presented. <clears throat> and so what happens is uh, they're like uh, so one of them's just sitting talking, and she says the n word, and uh, so the other one, uh, so they turn to the little girl and they're like, "Hey, say the n word," and she's like, "No, I can't say that word," and she's like, "You're black, of course you can say it." And the little girl looks at the screen and she says, no, trust me, I cannot say it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I freaking died because I looked it up. I was like, okay, who's the voice actor? It's a a white woman. Um, And I was like, that is just amazing, like amazing meta humor. Uh, And also cool that they didn't try to pass it off. And they like they like let it go, Um, which is great. And I think they made another reference to it in the show as well. Hmm. But uh. By the way, guys, if you haven't watched Big Mouth, um, it's a very gross show. But if you can get past the grossness, it's actually really well worth watching. It's like it's like one of my favorite Netflix shows. Like it's gross, and there's a lot of stuff you'll watch in it, and you'll be like, "Is this okay? Like, is it okay for me to watch?" There's some stuff that you you're like, "You're just like, dude, is this gonna put me on an FBI watch list for watching this?" Like, no, that'd be cuties. Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Cuties. Um, you're good. You're good. You are fine. Don't worry. Well, it's about more. It. It's Don't more because Cuties it. doesn't really. Um, I. I mean, I read the plot and stuff. I would have still watched it. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not somebody who's like. I don't really like to jump on the the waves and be like, okay, well, the entire world. Uh, like for example, the new Star Wars movie. I wa- oh no 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 no! Trust me, it's not because it's like I'm I'm going to cut you off here. It's not because of um, it's not even just because of the content, even though that's pretty fucking gross. It's just because it's not a very good film. No. Well, I mean, I just I looked at the plot and it didn't look like anything that would interest me, even if yes, it wasn't controversial. But that doesn't mean it's a bad movie or it's it's. I oh, haven't seen it, so I can't make a judgment on it. But um, I I will say that like uh, I. I am um, like there's movies that like contain content that otherwise I'd probably st- like I really want to see Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. But a huge 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 core of Let the Right One In's plot is a sicko who and mm-hmm. he, he's sexually attracted to the vampire who's like a 10-year-old girl. Um without going into spoilers, she's a 10-year-old girl. And um so that's a huge part of the plot and I read the book and it's a part of the book. And it's pretty graphic and crazy, but I would watch that. You know what I mean? Because I really want to see it because I really enjoyed yeah. the book. But um, so I don't know. But uh, moving on, I want to mm-hmm. say because I went into it for a second, yeah, uh, that the new Star Wars movie does not suck. Y'all are tripping. I'm sorry, you're <laughs> fucking tripping. Then I was watching it, and I was waiting for it to start sucking, and it just never did. Like I was just like, oh my! Like I got to the end, and I was like. That was a great Star Wars movie. What the hell is wrong with people? Zach, please explain to me why the entire world hated that movie when it was quintessential uh, Star Wars. Are you okay? So, are we talking about Episode Eight or Episode Nine? Episode Nine. I mean, Episode oh, Eight, everybody um, hated, it, and then they didn't hate it anymore. Um, but Episode Nine, oh, as no, far as I understand, hate they hate it. 
People still hate that one. Um, with nine, it, it wasn't like people dislike a bit of it, but a part of it is just like it's kind of what you were saying. It's literally just Star Wars. Like, it's basically what we had was episode seven ended up trying ended up being just star wars episode eight tried to do something different and everybody hated it i thought episode, episode eight nine, was great by the way i just want to put that out there yeah. i really enjoyed it yeah i actually didn't have a problem with it and episode nine like well, it was a ref- it was back to seven as in it's star wars that's all it is um a lot of the internet like if anything in my case one of the things that kind of just killed me was just the lack of consistency in the film but it wasn't necessarily like that's that's me paying attention to scenes a little bit too much that's not necessarily the film itself being bad it's just there were so many things they could have done and they just didn't like for example finn having more of a central role in the plot see Um, i heard that complaint but finn was there like i i thought like finn wasn't even in the movie and then he was he was he was huge in the movie like he wasn't like the central character the central character was ray but um he wasn't even the central character in the force awakens but yeah. Also, the other big thing is that one of the major plot points was also scored away to you having to have played a Fortnite event in order to understand why Palpatine was back. Or you could have so, just read Heir to the Empire because they shamelessly, shamelessly took that plot point from Heir to the Empire by Timothy now, Zahn. <laughs> um, you got to remember, you got to remember, that was classified as non-canon at that point. It's, it, it still is. It still is. Although there's yeah. rumors that um, <laughs> they're actually going to wipe the new canon and replace it with the Heir to the Empire canon. Um, oh, there's rumors go that there's going to be a Mara Jade <laughs> TV show. Um, it's uh, And that's all fine and good. But Thrawn has already been used in Rebels. And yes. I really enjoyed his portrayal in Rebels, by the way. I finally got around to seeing mm-hmm. it. But... Um, my point being that uh, it, it, that is like something like, look, if you guys go back and watch the old Star Wars movies, like there's only really one crime, in my opinion, that Rise of the Skywalker made. Well, there's two crimes. The first one is that it was too long. All right. It didn't need to be that long. The second one is that Ray, uh, Ray, like Ray didn't have to like, it's like they always need like a character to go god mode by the end of one of these movies and i do appreciate the fact that she trained because everybody was annoyed in the first and second one because she just magically had all these powers and so i'm glad that she trained and by doing that they actually brought in leia's force powers and leia being a jedi which is something that wasn't even brushed on in uh four five or six Mm. and except for obi-wan so i appreciated that too um, so I appreciate that she trained. I appreciate that she worked for some of her powers, although her powers are still just like insane. But I think the way oh, they explained yeah, that shit. was kind of like her connection with Kylo Ren, like kind of made it so that like they were like they were both kind of boosted up. Um, and then Kylo Ren's redemption, I thought was awesome. Spoilers. Sorry, I'm late. But uh, Kylo Ren's redemption, I thought was awesome. And I thought it was unnecessary for them to be romantically like the kiss I thought was unnecessary. But there was always sexual tension between them the entire three movies. Like, so, like, it's not a foregone conclusion. The Emperor was cool. It was a little weird that they brought in the lightning thing and then didn't do anything with it after that Ray could do the lightning thing. Oh, wait, did they? Did, they, did she zap the Emperor at the end? I don't remember. I, I, it's been a year since I've seen that film. I honestly don't remember at this point. <laughs> but overall, like, so the thing is, is like, I recently went back and watched A New Hope. And, um, the New Hope is an okay movie. I mean, uh, there's people out there that'll skewer me alive for saying it, but I'm not fucking scared of you. Come at me, nerd. Okay? That movie is not that good. Now, Empire Strikes Back is fabulous. A Return of the Jedi, I also really enjoyed. But A New Hope is not that great. And so, Star Wars has been like... And then don't even get me started on the fucking prequels. So... Look, however, I will say... I will say... With, if nothing else, we did get some good parts out of episode one. We did get some good parts out of episode one, like pod racing and also the duel of fates. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there. I mean, there was there was every there once in a while there were kind of like redeemable qualities to it, but for the most part, episode one was terrible. Episode two was bearable, 
And episode three was something that rhymes with bearable and terrible, but means okay. All right. <laughs> so um, it was, um, but that's my thing is like, people are watching Star Wars and they're like looking for, I don't even understand. So Tatiana actually said this to me and I think she's got a good point. She said that people are watching Star Wars expecting Lord of the Rings. And um, that's just, that's just, no. Tolkien was a genius. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, the guys who, the people who wrote Star Wars, especially the expanded universe that was then thrown away and then is now being piecemeal, given back to us. Um, hey, fuck you, Disney. I'm serious. Anyway, continue. But, um, and can't even pay your people. I'm just saying. But, uh, mm-hmm. It's um, it's uh, it's like so you got those people. It's like, it's like uh, take uh, The Witcher Three, right? Who had a great author behind it, who wrote The Witcher series, which is a great book uh, series, and then you got or you got Bethesda, who's not writers; they're video game programmers who made Skyrim. They're both cool in their own way, so but the, but one is superior to the other, right? So Lord of the Rings, which I don't even like Lord of the Rings like that, but I'm not immature enough to where I can't admit when something's superior. The writing on Lord of the Rings was amazing, and the books are amazing too if you've never read them. But um, it, watching Star Wars and expecting something like that, you are going to be disappointed because it is not geniuses are not behind it. And the genius of George Lucas, because a lot of people say George Lucas was a genius. George Lucas is not a genius. The reason the genius of George Lucas was finding people that are smarter than him to develop his uniform, his uh, universe. Mm -hmm. Okay. If Timothy Zahn did not exist, if Alan Dean Foster did not exist, uh, and a bunch of others, AC Crispin, if those people didn't exist, the Star Wars universe would have never thrived the way it did. And they don't get enough credit. So, this Beetle cast, which basically has to end right now because we're actually running over, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and dedicate my shout out to all the authors that sat down and fucking Michael Stackpole, man, there's a million of them, who sat down and did fucking um, Star Wars Expanded Universe books and made that universe as big and amazing as it is. And then they had the nerve to not call you when they started making movies and the movies suffered as a result. If Timothy Zahn would have been involved with the making of the new trilogy, it would have been 20 million times better. And I'm not saying it's bad, but you just got to understand that like it could be better. And with all that said, I still like it for what it is, a dumb-ass Star Wars movie, you know? And then also I thought it was interesting they kind of found a way to fit in basically every major character from the movie uh, Mm -hmm. into that thing. So, I mean, you had everybody in there. Um, even, even Grouch face, y'all know who Grouch face <laughs> is. Okay. He was there. Grouch face showed up. Spoiler alert. Um, anyway, so yeah, shout out to Timothy Zahn. Shout out to AC Crispin, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, shout out to Michael Stackpole. Shout out to Alan Dean Foster. We hope you get your money. Um, shout out to all you guys who did it. Um, because Star Wars would be shit without y'all, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Zach, who you got for shout outs this week? Uh, shout out to, uh, the deceased MF Doom, as we already did before, you know, uh, and his family and fans, of course. Um, let's see, shout out to Studio Foul, just because there are some people in the audience who will get that reference. Um, let's see from there. Um, shout out to the unknown creators, the people who are behind whatever massive projects have happened, but don't get nearly enough credit. In comparison to someone that has a director's role, like um, oh god, I can't remember his name, but the lead, but the lead director of um, from Naughty Dog, for example. Shout out to the people who actually managed to make their jobs actually happen, because you are the ones that have the actual talent. For every pope, there's a posse behind them. I'm just saying, that's the way it works, and. Um, for every awesome Dimebag Daryl level guitarist, there's a guitar tech back there taking care of business. Those, I agree. The unsung heroes. Um, you guys notice that credits, when credits roll on movies, it takes like 30 minutes. That is hardworking people who took care of fucking business and you don't even know their goddamn names. 
and I actually know a couple of them that did like make up for some of the larger films and games even for that matter. So um, even though she doesn't listen to the podcast, highest Megan, shouts out to you for managing to do the makeup on like fucking characters from, like Spider Man and The Last of Us and a bunch of other shit too. And also, shout out to um, Nerd Chick as well, because she had some parts in some major films and major TV shows as well. Anywho. That's really cool. That's dope. All right, guys. Um, we uh, at Beetlecast wish you a happy new year, man. I don't even think we said anything about it. It's uh, January 3rd we, right now. Um, hope you we, guys are all having... But it's Sorry, go ahead, Ghost 20, Buddy. We didn't, but it's uh, 20, 20 minus 1. <laughs> it is. Plus 1. Plus 1. <laughs> And uh, I hope you guys' year goes better than last year went. I know for all of us, it was a rough year. It was crazy. But we got this, man. We got this. We're stronger than this. And we got it covered. So we hope you have an excellent new year. We hope you're not still recovering from the hangover. And um, we'll be back soon. And just until then, just have a beautiful, beautiful day. Stay beautiful, perfect, and amazing for me. And uh, Zach, we got to get you a catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? Um, I don't know. Most of the time, whenever I end up ending stream, I say that's game, but that doesn't really apply here. So we'll figure out something. I, guess. I think that's game applies. That's game. Like yeah. I've heard people say, like, um, like say that's game. If you even like, uh, if you like, do a good clap back on somebody, somebody like, oh, that's game. You know, I've seen it happen <laughs> personally right, well. in person. So. <laughs> Uh, All right, then. Well, that's game. We'll catch you guys later. That's game, fools. (laughs) All right, later. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of Beetlecast. Make sure to go to www.beetlemilk.com for more Beetlemilk goodness. Make sure to go to twitch.tv slash ghostbody for more ghostbody goodness. Make sure to check out Lorecast. That's lore-cast. Their wonderful Nick Johnson is the host, and I occasionally show up too. And make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. But besides that, stay, uh, stay beautiful, perfect, and amazing for me. All right? And have a wonderful day. And I look forward to next time. Bye.